the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. Hey, it's Andy Lockwood, Lockwood College Prep, and usually uh, I confine these types of monthly, here's what you should be doing now, updates to our clients only. However, um, there's so much stuff going on now, October 2022, that I felt like I should really open this up to everyone who is um, part of our community, client and non-community alike. Um, because I feel like this information is not getting out. And I'm talking specifically about what's happening with student loan forgiveness. Uh, so let me just run down my list of, of here's what you should be doing now items for clients and non-clients alike uh, just to help you out. And if you have any questions, you can pop them right here uh, if you're live with me on Facebook. And otherwise, you can just email me. Uh, and this is going to be, as usual for my clients, rec- uh, not only stored as a recording in your client-only website, but also uh, transcribed and sent out as in part of our monthly snail nail newsletter. Wow. So you have that going for you, which is nice. So, okay. So what's happening now in October of 2022 for class of 23 graduates? So a lot of our clients have already uh, filed their college applications on the Common App and other places. Um, there's still plenty of people who have not yet filed in advance of typically November early action or early decision deadlines. There's a few colleges that have October 15th early deadlines. I think uh, Georgia might be one of them. North Carolina uh, might be another one. So so now is the time to really, this is a Captain Obvious statement here, but now is the time to really uh, get those done, meaning finalizing not just the applications, but the essays, particularly the supplemental essays, which are usually shorter and less painful, but possibly more important than the actual main essays. And the reason I say that is because in the last two years, common application submissions are up 20%. And for many colleges, they don't have a good feel for whether people who actually are um, applying, if they're actually going to show up. So what they do is look to other... Uh, demonstrated signs of interest, like did you come and visit? Did you attend info sessions where you log in? And how good a job did you do on the supplemental applications? So one of the uh, supplemental essays on the applications. So one of the um, common mistakes that I see kids make is they'll write an answer to a supplemental question, uh, an essay question along the lines of, you know, I really think that you are program for uh, XYZ is terrific and I've heard good things about it or or I heard you know I went on the tour that they, they mentioned how great that department was and um, that may or may not be sincere but what it's definitely not is specific and convincing so you need to be a lot more specific and and um, refer to specific courses that might be um, might be listed on their online syllabus, specific professors, specific programs. Don't be generic, be specific. So that's, that's just a little side tip there. Everything's got to be finished up. For financial aid for class of 2023, the FAFSA and the CSS profile, those applications were released uh, last week, October 1st. And that does not mean they are due. 
October 1st. There was no rush. There was no first come first served. Most priority financial aid deadlines, which are different than the college application deadlines, those occur usually November, December, uh, possibly January, February, March. So our practice here, and when I say our, I mean uh, Pearl's practice, is to find out the earliest deadline and then just get everything done. So um, everything's submitted. So as long as you make your priority deadline, that's great. But after you file, that's not when things end. After you file, there's a lot of stuff that happens, a lot of follow-up requests for more information uh, or claiming that they didn't get the information. So you have to send it and then re-resend it. Um, by the way, same thing with the application for admissions. Once you apply, you're not done. Once you hit that submit button, you're not done because you've got to make sure that the uh, colleges have received everything. Typically, what they'll do for admissions is sign you a, assign you a portal, and then you can log in and see. Um, sometimes everything will look fine. Other times, there'll be red X's or some sort of uh, alarming um, uh, symbol in there indicating that they haven't received something. Um, I would always urge you to not panic, but to give it a couple of days because just because the teachers from your high school sent their letters of recommendation doesn't mean that someone in the admissions office is perched, you know, waiting to uh, update the, the portal. Sometimes it takes a couple of days for them to do that. But if two or three days go by after you, you know that they've received whatever um, is they're indicating they have not received, then I would email or call and just make sure they got it and keep following up until that status changes on the portal. Don't do it every day, but follow up every you know three or four days. But I wouldn't worry about it. And you can resend the same thing. Um, that still may not update the portal. So back to financial aid, it's the same thing. They're going to give you, um, you know, a list of what's, uh, what's missing or really what additional information they need. So if it's stuff that you've already submitted, they could be asking for it again and again. Same type of reason. You're dealing with uh, a bureaucracy in the financial aid office. But sometimes you have to respond with more substantive um, information because what you may have filed already on the FAFSA and the CSS profile might have triggered an additional question or two about something. So it's not like it was missing. It's just that they need more information. All right. Segwaying into loan forgiveness. So um, Pearl and I, uh, if, if you're local and you happen to be one of the five people who subscribes, Pearl and I were just um, featured in a front page article on um, uh, in Newsday yesterday, uh, which is pretty cool. I'm going to give you the highlights so you don't have to subscribe to uh, to log in to read the whole thing. The highlights are, number one, it's under legal attack and it may not happen. But number two, um, the loan forgiveness applications are coming out any day. And I saw a sneak peek of them, and they are pretty easy. It's really just name, address, social security number, and a few other things. And then, boom, you know, sign and submit. Um, in this case, it is important to get those in right away because uh, it sounds like from the Department of Education that they're going to be processing everything in you know, tranches or, or waves. Um, I am anticipating, because it's the government, um, a lot of problems getting all this stuff processed, but at least the application is simple enough that you can do it and uh, uh, get it in really quickly. Supposedly, you're going to receive emails once the applications are ready, um, uh, you know, I, I assume that's the case, but who knows? Um, 
so once the application is submitted, it's going supposedly, uh, according to the Department of Ed, they're going to um, start um, forgiving loans and updating credit reports and all that by the end of the year. I'm skeptical about that, but we'll see. So the trick is going to be following up and monitoring your credit, monitoring the documentation from your loan servicer. So if you have a student loan and someone's servicing that loan, and there should be login instructions you know, somewhere buried in your email, now is a good time to start getting hold of those instructions so you can log into your loan servicers and see your payment history, your balances, and things like that. So that's that's really important. All right. In terms of younger kids, 24, 25, uh, class 26. Um, so if you're a 2024 kid, great time to be thinking about the SAT and the ACT. Taking it once in the fall and twice in the spring and hopefully uh, being done with it. We offer um, test prep courses and one-on-one tutoring. There's a lot of free information out there, but um, don't blow it off just because you're too busy with school. Um, it, it is important to get your test scores as high as possible. Even though colleges are test optional or many colleges are, are still test optional, there's a difference between applying test optional and getting in test optional. And there's a difference between getting in test optional and getting merit aid because most colleges that give out merit aid seem to prefer that you submit scores, SAT and ACT scores. So um, it's, it's a good time to think about that. If you have someone who's a 2025 um, or younger grad, it's on the early side to be uh, to be studying for the SAT or the ACT, but think ahead to this summer as the best time to start prepping. Other than that, we've got a few more, uh, I believe, a few more openings on the school high school calendar where you can go visit colleges that while they're in session. So um, we just had Indigenous Peoples Day. I want to shout out to all my fellow Indigenous folks. Um, I'm not Indigenous to here, but uh, ha happy, happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Happy Columbus Day for those of you observing the traditional holiday. But that was a good opportunity to visit some colleges while they're in session. We've got Veterans Day coming up. Uh, that's in November. So if you can steal away from school or your school activities, go see small and medium and large schools just to get a feel for what they're like when people are actually on campus. I think that's a great idea to do. Um, and the other thing is to think about, you know, what am I doing extracurricularly? What am I doing that's going to help me stand out, that's going to demonstrate some sort of, um, of character, you know, ideal character for uh, admissions officers? So um, I was talking yesterday to a uh, great kid who just started working with us as a private client, and um, he is in Scouts, and he was he indicated that he's going to be pursuing his um, Eagle Award. And I said, that's a great example of, uh, of something that's going to help you stand out because, you know, so many kids do Scouts, but only 4% go on to attain that rank of, of Eagle. Similarly, it's great to be a National Honor Society, but usually at any given high school, that's about 70% of the kids, maybe maybe higher. Um, but if you become an officer, you know, you go on to a secretary, treasurer, president, vice president, or something like that, that is atypical. So it's great to be in clubs. It's atypical to be, you know, a leader in clubs, but you don't have to confine yourself to that, too. I have a 
another client I was talking to um, about doing some stuff outside of school because he's, he's super busy, like a, a lot of the 11th graders that, uh, that I work with one-on-one. -on -one. And um, he loves to talk about um, current events. And he's a, he's a very good communicator and he's a, he's a debater. And I said, hey, uh, you like talking about this stuff. Why don't you do a podcast? Just you know, take your phone out and start recording conversations you're having with people. They can be you know, 30 minutes. They could be six minutes. And put those up online. Just the same way I do. Like This is going to be part of our podcast, The College Planning Edge. It's also going to be a YouTube video. Uh, and it's just you know, getting it out there. So, you know, for me, look, there's, there's a lot of people who are college advisors who are guidance counselors, but uh, very few do stuff like what I'm doing, which is, you know, just talking about this uh, on various social media places. It's the same thing as when you're applying to college. You have to be able to stand out in the right way um, to answer a serious fundamental question, which actually is not on the college applications, but it's still the question that has to be answered because it's in the minds of every admissions officer, which is along the lines of why should we take you compared to these, you know, it could be 50,000 other kids. It could be, if you're applying to Northeastern, they got 90,000 uh, applications last year. And I would guess that 90% of them fell within a certain range in terms of GPA and test scores. And that might be the range that you're in. So why should I take you compared to these other 90,000 kids who basically look the same as you do on paper? How do you answer that? Well, the answer is by saying, look, this is how I'm different. This is how I have uh, you know, tried to stand out. Just like I'm doing here, I'm eating my own cooking. Um, and that's what I try to help kids figure out how to do is how to learn how to advocate for themselves persuasively and uh, stand out for the right reasons, which is not really a get into college skill only it's a big broader you know life skill because the people who are generally the most successful in life have learned how to advocate for themselves successfully in addition to being good at whatever their their craft is so um that's the thing about us here at lockwood college prep is that i you know we are college advisors but i personally don't really give a crap where anyone goes to college it's really much more about helping them launch themselves for success not in the four years of, of uh, college, but the 40 or 50 years afterward. And that can be done through a variety of colleges, not just the super elite ones by any means. All right. So I hope you found this helpful and, uh, and valuable. You're probably not getting this information anywhere else. Certainly not from your high school guidance departments. Um, so if you have any more questions, you can always reach out to us by email. Our uh, main email is VIP at LockwoodCollegePrep.com. If you're a private client, you already know how to access us uh, differently through the secret back channels. And um, check out you know, our, our website for more information. Webinars coming up, stuff like that. LockwoodCollegePrep.com. Thanks a lot for watching. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the College Planning Edge podcast. For more information about our inner circle group coaching membership, which is a great way to dip your toes in the water of the whole college planning morass um, and get access to our double secret software, College Guru software that helps you create a strategic list of colleges and identify fat, juicy, merit aid and need-based aid opportunities, as well as some other benefits. Check out the Lockwood Inner Circle at LockwoodInnerCircle.com and use the coupon code podcast 
for 50% off the first month's membership. Thanks for listening.